It's Cougar Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown! Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again! BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Hour number three is off and running here on Cougar Sports Saturday here on KSL. BYU basketball is in action tonight against the TCU Horned Frogs. I haven't seen those guys in a minute. BYU, did you know, Matt, was undefeated against TCU in the Mountain West era? TCU was not good from my memory in the Mountain yeah. West era. Jimmer was jacking deep threes <laughs> and pouring it on the Horned Frogs back in the day. Jonathan Tavernari made sure to remind me that they never won a game against BYU in the Mountain West Conference era, but they re- renew their old history against each other tonight at the Marriott Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, pregame at 6, BYU and TCU. Cougars looking for win number 21 on the season. They're 8-7 and seven overall in Big 12 play. Just a quick update in the Big 12 right now. Texas has gone final against Oklahoma State, 81-65 to 65 over OSU, and then UCF Iowa State is underway, and the big one Baylor takes down Kansas, eighty-two to seventy-four. You surprised by that? Kansas goes down with with Kevin McCuller, who was in the lineup. I'm not surprised because I I don't think. Well, there's two reasons. Number one, that was a road game. It's very hard to win on the road. That and that's one of the reasons why that BOU win against Kansas is so nice. Is because teams are losing. I mean, Kansas is lost on the road to West Virginia. Like it's it's it, it's hard. And then. I think the other thing that doesn't surprise me is I just don't think this Kansas team's yeah. that good. Like they're not deep and they don't shoot a lot of threes and Let me ask you this though. If they kind of bottom out or not bottom out by Kansas standards, but if they keep losing, does that take away the little a little bit of the the Definitely. luster for Definitely. BYU's win you think? It would. You you this is fine because Baylor's really good and you also want Baylor to be good too. But you don't really want Kansas to lose any more games. Like maybe they make a run to the Big Twelve Championship. That would validate the win more than they go on some little slide here and they're just a three or four seed. It warmed my heart last Sunday. Uh, it was the day after the BYU Kansas State game. Had family dinner with my wife's brother and and his family and whatnot. You made it back for that? Yeah. Well, I wasn't. Oh, in, you, I wasn't, I wasn't in Manhattan. Okay, you're right. Um, my son. My, my uncle, or not my uncle, my brother-in-law has given my son some hard time. Like, what happened to BYU against Kansas State? Because is, who does he root for? He roots for the Utes. Okay. My uh, brother-in-law. Okay. He doesn't need to be mentioned by name here on Cougar Sports <laughs> Saturday, but he cheers for the Utes. He's giving my son a hard time saying, hey, what happened against Kansas State? And my son, to your point, what you noted, he's like, it just warmed my heart. He's already learning the ways. It's hard to win in the Big 12, Christopher. It's hard to win in the Big 12. I'm like... My son knows already. Toughest toughest conference in America, baby. He already knows. All right. Let's get back to football, though, shall we? Uh, BYU Spring Football. If you miss any of the coverage, insight, observations, go to kslsports.com. Download the KSL Sports app. We got a bunch of bylines and content and YouTube videos, everything that you need on spring football. This was Kalani Sitake 
on the strength and the explosiveness of this BYU team after day one. In our numbers and everything that we see, we've increased our strength and, and increased our explosiveness. And so uh, I, I think it's going to do really well for us. I hope that's true. I hope I hope that translates to games because there were times last year where this team did not feel fast yeah. and they didn't feel particularly strong. And those are two areas where, especially more so the strength, like is BYU ever going to be just a, a track and field team? Probably not. But – be fun it's a fun thought like will there be a day when BYU in the Big 12 is the Oregon Ducks the Just team with speed the fear of them running the length of the field I don't think so EA Sports College Football 39 will have a bunch of 99 <laughs> overall speed players on where, BYU where they can and should be better though is in strength on yeah. both sides of the offensive and de- defensive line right like they can get after the quarterback better, and if they can protect and, and run block better, that's going to go a long ways. Because last year's team, man, like you can slice it and dice it any way you want. The struggles of the team came down to the trench on on offense and defense, and if they can improve in that, just in that area alone, they could probably be in a good position to go to a bowl game. And what helped BYU maybe get ready for spring ball in this second year in the Big Twelve? The strength and conditioning staff, winter conditioning, and Tyler Batty, he was asked about how this past offseason was different than years past. Really different. You know what I mean? We have a, we have a whole new strength staff, a uh, whole new sports performance staff. And so having them here, you know, for a full, a full year now, you know, the way they came in and, and what they put into place, just how we're training, um, assessing guys' certain needs, right? You know, me versus Maury Bamba, you know what I mean? We don't we don't have the same needs, right? Um, you know, Connor Pay versus Gary or Jake, you know what I mean? Very different needs, and so the new strength staff and performance staff has done a phenomenal job addressing everybody's individual, you know, weaknesses and, and getting them ready. But, you know, another part of that has just been discipline, team camaraderie, you know, just getting the guys together and, and on the same page, which has been huge. It's an underrated storyline, but I, I think there's some validity to it because the strength staff didn't get into place last year until Memorial Day. And so this is Ryan Phillips, strength coach's first winter conditioning, first spring ball, just having the entire calendar year to be part of the program and set the expectation from day one in January to now heading into spring ball and being there for every phase of the offseason, I do think there's a little bit of a you know impact that, that can have on what BYU ultimately puts out in the fall. I think so. And that, that was music to my ears. And yet at the same time, it kind of made me mad that that is music to my ears, that you're training different positions differently than others. I just... Well, last year, if you remember, they had some shakeup. They had new Tafisi. And then for a moment... It was Andy Reid's son that was leading the strength staff, but then he goes back to the Chiefs, so it left a void in the strength and conditioning department. They still always had Colby Clawson and Dr. Skyler Maine, but they're, when you hear the sports scientists, sports performance guys, that's their department. You know, Ryan Phillips is going to lead the strength and conditioning staff, and, and I did see some guys get a little bit bigger, but it's a different approach than... Um, you know, maybe back in the day when it was Jay Omer or, or new to Feast, it's it's different style. It's more specialized to each individual Good. position and an individual for that matter. There's a lot more resources put into that training the last few years, and it continues to level up, which is a promising sign for BYU as they kind of entrench themselves in the Big 12 Conference. Back to the quarterback battle. 
We heard from both quarterbacks, Gary Bohannon and Jake Retzlaff. Here was Bohannon on the quarterback competition. Always been good. Um, just finding ways to compete and help each other as much as we can. I mean, we all know what it is. It's a competition. We're coming out to find ways to get better and helping each other get better at the same time. I like that attitude from Bohannon where, of course, and he noted this later in the interview, like, I want to play bad. Like, we all want to play. But having an attitude, too, where we're still going to have a good quarterback room. It, it's going to be friendly competition. We're helping everyone get better. You always like to hear that from the from the incoming players. I think it's also significant because I think Bohannon comes from a background where football was taken away and it was not clear that he was going to play ever again. So I think there's also, you know, he's a competitor. He wants to be that starter, absolutely. But I think he's also looking at it big picture where I want this team to get better. I want to win. I want to, you know, be back in the Big 12 championship game. And he was a culture add to what, you know, Kalani always talks about about the culture. Gary Bohannon adds to that. If Gary Bohannon doesn't, you know, throw 10, 15, 20 touchdowns, or his impact will truly be felt in the locker room. He is a locker room unifier. And I think there's great value to that with Gary Bohannon in that sense. I think he adds to Kalani Sataki's culture. I mean, there's not many guys in college football where a coach goes out of his way and says, you know what, I respect this guy so much, I am going to tell him he's the number two quarterback so he can enter the portal before the deadline ends. That's what happened at Baylor. And, you know, I just think Gary Bohannon's a class act individual. He was great in the first, you know, media scrum with the general media on Thursday. I, it's a great story. You know, if he does emerge as the number one guy or starts in games at any point this year, you know, I think a lot of Cougar fans are going to be pulling for this guy and because it could be a really special story, not only for BYU, but nationally too, because he was a name. He he led Baylor to great heights. That 2021 Baylor team won 12 games, the most in Baylor's history. They won the Sugar Bowl. They won the Big 12 title. This guy's done some things in his time in college football, and it would be a pretty cool story if he could bounce back and, you know, return to – you know, what he's been in the past. Here's what Bohannon had to say about playing that particular position at BYU. Honestly, I feel like everybody in the world know about the history of this position here. Like, it's, you got to match that level every year. But that's what it's about. Like, this, every year there's a good quarterback in the system that runs this. So you need that every single year. Every, every team needs a really good quarterback because that's who's in command. That's who's the leader on the field. That's the guy. So the quarterback position is very important. Well be, said. Yeah, he's he's absolutely right. And, and this team in particular, we, we look, we've been doing the show a long time. We're good friends. We Some of our conversations off the air are a lot of fun, but we were just talking about how this team needs a quarterback to elevate the, this group badly. Like, can and maybe it's Bohannon. Like, can someone just take it up a level, put this team on their back a little bit, and, and get this team to a bowl game? Because it's going to take a lot – from this offense to improve upon what they did last year. Quarterback play does so much for programs. You know, think about job security for coaches, the donations that boosters give after seasons where you got a high-profile quarterback. I mean, just the energy that a great quarterback can bring to a fan base, to a program, to a university, it's huge. And I just feel like, you know, for BYU – they're in a spot where it's not one of these deals where that's the one missing piece. That's not the case at all. Like BYU's got questions across the board, but 
if they can get a resounding answer at quarterback, they can get to the postseason. They are good enough personnel-wise to get to a bowl game. They might squeak in and get six wins, but they have to have some clarity at that QB spot because if they don't, Matt, this is the type of schedule where you could win only two or three games. Yep. And that sounds crazy to BYU fans, and rightfully so, because this is a program that over the last 50 years is eighth in wins in college football. This is a winning program. They don't live in a world where it's maybe they go 2-10. and 10. Like that, That's not BYU way, period. And I don't care that they're in the Big 12. You don't do that at BYU where you're going 2-10, and 3-9. and nine. There's a standard of what BYU should be, and if they can get good quarterback play, they are good enough to get back to the postseason and get their footing in this conference because that's also the great storyline in this season and just as they, they get into the heart of being in this new Big 12, it's just like finding what they are. Basketball has it where they're this three-point heavy shooting team. What's football going to be? Are they going to be a, 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 a physical ground attack team like we've seen from some of the Texas Techs, the Kansases, the Oklahoma States, or are they going to be this pass-it-all-over-the-yard type team like Big 12 teams of old? I'm curious to see how it all unfolds, Matt. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's take a break and shift gears back to BYU Hoops. They played a night against TCU. We'll start to break that one down on the other side.